This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closures only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. February 15, 2014, broadcasting live from my office. High atop, two guys smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And this week, comedians in cars smoking cigars. Open the windows. We're lighting up cigars that are perfect for the winter. Talking about March Madness. No, no, no. Not the basketball game. It's all about cigars. We have news from Capitol Hill. We have a nice Porsche lighter to give away this week via text. And we have news including Old Fart Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, and we'll get Debonair and all kinds of other stuff. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Oh, it's great to hear your voice, Dave. I was afraid Chuck and I were going to have to go solo. Here we go. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. And, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week. High atop Two Guys Smoke Shop's headquarters in Dave's office. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You can tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, our good friends at Google with YouTube. You can watch it on your iDevices now. This is terrific. Terrific, Love terrific. It. So short smokes, cigars under $5, winter smokes. What a winter we've been having. We've been getting pounded. and We're about to get it in the more. rear again today. There we go. Yeah. So the thing is, unlike people that smoke cigarettes and they go and go outside for a few minutes, consumption goes way down because the non-addictive quality that happens with cigars. Yeah. Uh, nicotine levels are very, very low. Uh, nicotine levels that are found in tomatoes and eggplant and premium cigars. I mean, small numbers. You don't have to go outside and have some eggplant parmesan, you know, <laughs> in between your meal or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I just got back from, from D.C. and I'm explaining this to uh, Congress oh, yeah. and, and the Senate. How different our products are. Very, very different. But what we look for in the wintertime here in New England, and if you're not in your local cigar shop, if your wife doesn't allow you smoking in your, in your own house. You should get a new wife. Or a house. Oh, yeah, it's not yours. But if that is the case, and I would say that's the case with most people, um, they need winter smokes. They need a smaller style cigar. And maybe they smoke a Churchill, which is a seven inch cigar in the summertime, but in the wintertime, you look for short smokes. Um, dog walkers, um, you know, maybe three, four, five inch cigar, Robusto, or even smaller than Robusto. That's what we're looking at today. A Robusto, typically a five by 50. The cigars we'll smoke today are smaller than that. Uh, the good news is the price is down. I mean, you'll get good cigars for under $5, and that's what we're going to smoke today. Good cigars under $5. So uh, let's look at the first one today, and this is a new size from our friends at J.C. Newman. Uh, these are the J.C. Newman is the people with Diamond Crown. They're with uh, Brick House, and this is their newest cigar and their newest size, the newest size of Perla Del Mar. It is called what? This is the P. The P standing for? No idea. No idea. Just the letter P. The letter P. 
Like to buy a vowel? Yes, it is a box press cigar. It is. It is uh, the only box pressed Connecticut shade cigar, to my knowledge. Really? Yeah. I'm sure that's wrong, but he's measuring. He's it measuring. Is. It looks like three and three quarters. Box press, maybe a fifty-two box press. Yeah. Just a guess. So, um, yeah, it, it is a shade wrap cigar. Made in Nicaragua from the J.C. Newman folks. This is their own factory uh, now that's making Perla Del Mar. It's time to cut our cigars. The official cigar cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising their prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. We'll cut above the cap on our Perla Del Mar P. And we had a little problem last week with our densely packed box mm. press cigar. I'm having this no is, issue with this one. Well, I, I can say, uh, just as I cut it, uh, no problem here. When, when you're cutting through a, like a, a stick, you can tell that there's a difference. Here is uh, what I'm going to use to cut my... To light my cigar. This is the Porsche design smoking accessory, the P3600. A lot of things going on here. What do we know about this lighter, Mr. John? It's $160. We know that. <laughs> it's a very slim design. Beautiful. Uh, sort of a multi-action switch there on the on the lighting. It burns regular butane. Yeah, you pull down on the uh, side lift. It's a very thin, uh, elegant, elegant for $160. Boy, it's nice, but pinpoint accuracy here. And uh, these are our friends from Lotus that make the Porsche. And I learned that Porsche is the proper way to say it. If you've been saying, saying it as, as Porsche as I have uh, my whole life, it is Porsche, sure. even though there's no A in it. But um, listen, we take R's out of our <laughs> vocabulary all the time. If they want to add an A, they're welcome to it. Yeah. Very nice. So those that are listening to Mr. Jonathan Snivel. Um, they're he, commenting too, by the way. Yes. Are they? Oh, yeah. He is oh, stuffed terrific. up. We're going to give this lighter away. So how do we give this lighter away? You're going to text the word cigars to 96362. That is the word cigars with an S to 96362. And we're going to randomly draw in the second hour a winner to uh, win the lighter. It's that easy. It's that easy. So uh, and we'll be able to say who the winner is? Yeah, if they text me back. Oh, they have to text you back after they get They've got to give me their address and everything, yeah. Okay, and we'll send it out to you. And um, we're going to figure out some more fancy things to do other than just give away prizes. But for right now, we're just making sure everything works. Yep. And um, then we'll come up with some ingenious uh, <coughs> idea to uh, have people. Maybe we can have um, people vote or something on something, and they can text number one or two or whatever. And like Mr. Jonathan's working on it. He's been doing this for nine months. We're going to get some, some more... Uh, Things out of him soon. Yeah, don't count on that. Don't count on it. He's not. He's feeling <laughs> under the weather. Oh man, I was really sweating bullets that you weren't going to make it. And not only do I got to do the show myself, which I don't like to do it by myself, but I'm I'm not really feeling all that well. And uh, yeah, I just I'm came miserable back. to begin with, and you're miserable too. You I know? am. I'm not feeling that great either. My and my daughter's got strep throat, and she's home feeling miserable. I'm I'm more run down than anything else. I was in Washington D.C. When did I go there? Monday. And um, 
man, I mean, it was, I'm there for IPCPR. I sit on their board of directors, so it was uh, two all-day meetings, um, you know, 10-hour meetings. Um, then it's cocktails and cigars till 2 o'clock in the morning with Rocky Patel, maybe 3 o'clock oh, in the God. morning. You know how that runs. And, um, you know, talking shop and having fun or whatever. And it's, it's, it's all great and everything, but you get run down. Not sure. being in my own bed, not being in my own uh, environment. And um, walking the halls of Congress, uh, you know, these are 6 a.m. wake-up calls, and then you're on the metro. Uh, Metrosexual? No. I'm sure there was plenty of those there, but this is the uh, train in D.C. And uh, listen. Uh, I, I cannot just I, I try to position <laughs> David on a metro train in D.C. It's not good. And uh, listen, I grew up in a city and – all that, but that was a long time ago, and uh, this was pretty ghetto, to uh, coin a phrase. It was, um, and I'm in a suit and tie to begin with because they demand that. Uh, it was didn't uh, want to take a cab or. Uh... D- d- I'm with a whole bunch of other people, and this is the way everybody went, and we did it four times, and one of the times George Padron was there, and he was leaving in the middle of the day there, so he rented a car. And he was heading over, and he gives me the eye, and I left with George Padron. And so I only had to do it three times. One time was with, uh, with George, and we drove over. As good as that was, that we didn't have to do the metro, in order to park your car, mm. you are going a mile away and looking for a spot and then walking out in the frigid cold, which I'm from I'm New Hampshire, no big deal. It was freezing cold there, and it was snowing. And uh, the legislator was smart enough to pack their bags and head out. They had to, um, they were going on, oh, what was the word? Not Holiday? A, not a holiday. Leave? Yeah, there was a name. Retreat? I retreat. Boom. They were going on retreat after Friday. But they heard the snowstorm was coming, so they left a couple of days early. But I have did. appointments. Every 30 minutes, I have a different appointment with a congressman or a senator every 30 minutes. So they have How long do you get with them? 30 minutes you total. Get, okay. Uh, but after your 30 minutes, you've got to get over. So maybe you've got to maybe 20 minutes because you've got to head over to <laughs> yeah. the next place because you've got a meeting after that. And there's tunnels going from one building to the other building until you're going to go from the Senate side to the House side. Now you've got to go outside and you've got to walk about 8, 10 blocks uh, to go there in the snow, in the cold. And running in between, dressed up, and then with the winter coat on on top of that. And I'm a fat guy, man. I'm I'm huffing and puffing, and my legs are short and fat, and I'm running from building to building. Were you experiencing any chub rub? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Yes. And uh, I was experiencing it's cold out, but I'm sweating from running and in a suit. And, you know, you got a whole wet T-shirt contest thing going on. It's It's ugly. It's an ugly scene. But then I have to meet with these other people. And um, we had one congressman, I believe, out of New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, um, the senator of Louisiana. We met with him. I should have. I wish I had his name right here in front of me. But I'll tell you, he was a cool dude, man. Mm. He was there, and he talked to talk, walked to walk. I'll be so surprised if he's not on our side because, you know, you never know. You never know how it is. But he was actually there, and it was a one-on-one with him. Cool. Which was great. As far as my New Hampshire legislation, I met with uh, the people from um, one of the house, house members, one of the uh, um, 
Ian uh, Caster? N- no. Custer, Annie Custer. Yes. Annie uh, Custer's people, uh, she wasn't there. And then my two senators, I met with their people, and they supposedly weren't there. Somebody told me they saw somebody through the hallway or something that maybe one of them was there and was avoiding me. I'll be very upset if that was the case. I hope not. But the whole thing is, what are we doing there? We're doing FDA. The Food and Drug Administration are controlling tobacco products. They don't even want to do it. they got enough work to do on their own. But the government said, yes, this is the way we want to do it. So what is going to happen to us, you, the cigar smoker listening? What's going to happen to you? If the FDA does uh, what they do to uh, tobacco products, and our friends in Canada know this oh so well, you're not going to ever see the product. So you're going to have to actually, from a black and white book, print, decide you're going to uh, pick what you're going to pick. You're also not going to see these limited releases. And I'll tell you, um, the cigarette industry, uh, who have to abide by this right now, have 6,000 different products in the pipeline. Wow to be looked at by the FDA last year, 6,000 of them. How many were actually looked at of the 6,000? 100. Yeah, I would hope at least 100. Eight. Come on. What? They looked at eight. And we are going to have to get in the back of the 6,000 if this happens to us. So there were eight. Eight. So if it took a year to go through eight, you got 6,000 already in the pipeline, and we're going to be sitting behind that. No new product will ever come out of cigars. No new product will ever come out. That's it. That's why you're seeing so many um, trademarks coming out, everybody gearing up for hell Mm. if this ends up happening. So the industry will be very different than it was. We tried to explain that. Uh, I believe we got more people to sign on the bill. We'll see what ends up happening, but... It's not a happy day for cigar smokers, um, and we have some good people out there. And I want to mention um, the manufacturers who uh, took time out of their busy schedule. We have a a handful of great retailers that were there that all sit on the board of the IPCPR. Every single one of them showed up. Um, So, you know, you see who's on the board. You'll know who the retailers are that did it. As far as manufacturers who showed up, Bobby Newman showed up. It was actually his birthday. That's what he spent his birthday with us. Um, so happy, happy birthday to Bobby Newman, and thank you so much for Bobby Newman, J.C. Newman. Yeah. That's why we figured we'd light this one up sure. first, the Perla Del Mar, well, uh, in his honor. Uh, thank you for that. You know, I'm sure he wanted to be any place other than where we were sure. on his birthday. Raphael Nodell from Aging Room, yeah. he was there telling a great story how he came to this country in a boat and um, – you know that his he had no freedoms there, and he was happy to come to this country and have the freedoms that he has here. He doesn't want to lose them. Uh, Rocky Patel, Rocky Patel really understands how Congress and um, the the senators operate. Uh, great to have him there. He really knows the ins and out, behind the scenes stuff, and has lots of private meetings and stuff that he's able to pull off that ain't nobody else can do. Hmm. Uh, Rocky was. Instrumental in having a lot of things happen in uh, there. George Padron, big name in the industry. Uh, great to have him there. Again, all these guys have better things to do, but they were there. And Jim, Jim Young, president of Davidoff. So that's who we had on our side as manufacturers, plus a lot of top, top retailers that were there from all across the country. And now uh, we, we had little groups 
a few of us in each group, so we were able to handle as much as we could. Good. So every 30 minutes, we had a meeting, our little group, and if there were, I, th- I believe there were four groups of people that did it, so we were hitting uh, eight an hour. That's so pretty we, good. Yeah, and we did it all day long, uh, right up till uh, 5 o'clock. <clears throat> and then uh, we actually went for a tour uh, for the state capitol. Uh, behind the scenes at nighttime, <clears throat> places people don't go. We were actually walked right into the into the state house, uh, onto the floor, right where uh, the president stands, and right where um, um, the speaker of the house hits the gavel. Um, did I they stood... let you touch the gavel? Um, did I touch the gavel? I don't believe so. Uh, but I did stand there at both spots, and they have a place where where their little podium rises up. They took my cell phone when I walked in. They take everybody's cell phone, no pictures, no nothing. Wow. Um, and, and they take in places that uh, behind the air with nobody ever sees and stuff. Pretty cool, historical stuff that, you know, George Washington was there. I mean, it was, uh, this goes back. What and, if you had Google Glasses, if they would take those? <clears throat> well, the thing recognize. is, I said as they took it, I said, uh, C-SPAN broadcasts in there with video cameras. Why can't I have my camera? Well, you can't. They broadcast there. Why? Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. So if you, why are they more special than me? Right. No, no one's more special than you. Right. That's how I, I, I was feeling anyway. <laughs> Quick question for you, uh, gentlemen. In regards to texting cigars to 96362, uh, if they've done it once, do they need to do it again? No, no, question? no. They're in. They're once in. you're in, you're in. Okay. Yeah, don't do it again. You're, you're already in. You're just building the database. And those that didn't want to text the words of guys and get in there, that's why we're giving stuff away to actually get you to do it. And then we'll figure out what we're It's a trick. It's Fall a, for it. It's a scam. But we're never going to bombard you or nothing. You know who we are. Yeah, I can barely you, send out the one text a week, so right. you don't have to worry about it. And you don't have to uh, worry of us ever selling this list to anybody. That's never going to happen either. And if, you tie, if, if we do send you something every single week and you go... I didn't sign up for this. I don't want it every two weeks. You hit, don't do this again. Yeah, just text stop. Yep, <clears throat> and, and it's over. So um, March Madness. March Madness is coming up, and everybody thinks football. Don't us here at two basketball. basketball. Basketball, yeah. Big sports guy. Over <laughs> yeah, here. I know. A resident sports fan. Um, it was oh my god! It was 1996 that we began uh, the March Madness of uh, which actually started off at Midnight Madness. So I was a younger dude at the time. Yeah. We used to stay open until midnight. After uh, some years of doing that, we changed it to March Madness, and we close. We open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So it's 12 hours of madness, but it's not midnight madness because we close at 10 because, frankly, everybody had bought what they wanted by 10 o'clock, and that yeah. was it. And you had a lot of guys hanging out and stuff, but, you know, let's, everybody's tired. Let's call this quits. But as a S corporation, which is what Two Guys Smoke Shop is, an S corporation, the way your taxes are done is you pay taxes on what you haven't sold, what you have over and above. In other words, I chose to buy more cigars this year than I did last year as opposed to take the money from the company. It's what I've always done. I've built my company up and not taken and bled my company dry, but actually let it grow and build. When you hear a company's 
that don't have working capital and they don't have inventory and things like that. That's because they chose to take the money as opposed to build the company up. Well, as an S corporation, you are taxed on what you have more than you had last year, whether it be money or inventory. Inventory is unsold inventory, though. So the first year, 1996, that we became an S corporation, that's moving from Massachusetts to New Hampshire, and they said this is what you should do, become this corporation. What happened was at the end of the year, the accountant said, okay, Dave, I have your accounting papers done. You owe $100,000. This is over and above what you pay weekly, what you pay quarterly. You owe $100,000. And I laughed. I looked at it and I laughed because my pay that year was $34,000, I believe, was my pay. And I owe hundred, and I paid weekly, quarterly and, weekly yeah. and quarterly on it. And now I owe $100,000. And I go... You did. You carried the one, or you did something wrong. You added a couple of zeros. Maybe I owe. Well, because at thirty-four thousand dollars, a ten thousand dollars tax bill at that point would be ridiculous. Right. Sure. So if he just moved the decimal point one place, he still is possibly fired as an accountant because he's incompetent. But the thing was, he was correct, <laughs> and I owed a hundred thousand dollars because our inventory level grew that dramatic that we have more inventory. He says, "Oh, you chose to buy cigars instead of buying." Um, yeah, take, taking the money. Right. So what you have to do is give me $100,000. And I said, well, how does this work? Because I don't have $100,000. That would take three years' salary. Mm. Plus, I have this eating problem where I, I have to get Yeah, it's it. not like you could go and skip a meal. I mean, right. you did this morning, but you had a shake. Yeah. So that's half a meal. Yeah. <clears throat> so Slim Fast is great with nachos. It's not a Slim Fast. It was just a healthy <laughs> thing to try to not be as run down as I am. <laughs> Do you actually dip it in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Panette there, John Panette. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's like, Slim Fast. It's great with nachos. That's great. John Panette, his brother's a customer here. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And his brother's funny as, to, funny as can be. Uh, says he's funnier than his brother, but his brother's making the big bucks. Oh, so uh, anyway, long story short, I did owe the money. I needed to get money to pay the bill. And uh, he said, you turn inventory into cash. So we had a big sale day, a one-day sale, where we raised $100,000. We made no money. Uh, we did it as a, um, you know, a bad time of year anyway, and people restocked their things on us, basically, and you know, we only let our customers know. You weren't selling at a loss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to fight with him. He's like, nope, make it this price. I'm like... We're wow. losing money. Yep, make it this price. Yeah. But this this year and every year since then, after we knew what we were doing, it would be the chance to get rid of product we wanted to get rid of. Okay, to open up more spaces yeah. for new product to come in. So if you got slow-moving products, sure. and it may be a size of a certain product, mm-hmm. or maybe a whole line of a certain product. It may be the Maduro version of a certain product. But nothing personal. It comes down to numbers. Yeah. And we look and say, okay, these aren't uh, doing it. Let's get rid of them. Some things uh, at the sale are 20% off. That's the lowest. Everything actually is 20% off. So if we're not. Uh, automatically. Get, automatically. So if, if, we're not, if we're not getting rid of something that's great anyway, it's 20% off no matter what. So don't think you're going to come and you're going to say, oh, uh, I'm going to go there and my brand isn't going to be on sale. It's 20% off no matter what. And then it goes up from there. 
And as we only have a little bit of these and they don't want okay, but we just want to get rid of a certain size, maybe 25% off, 30% off, 40% off, 50% off, then there's some things that, you know, this is $2. This is, wow. you know, $50 a box. So this is, you know, $25 a box. We have a lot of it. Just get rid of it. It's over. And we get our money. Because still to this day... Well, you I don't get your money. The government gets your money. That's right. Well, the government, yeah. The government already gets the money no matter what. I need to be able to get the money to cover it. Yeah. And uh, we're doing a lot of things at the same time ends up happening. And we're actually uh, um, letting our customers know and let them... This is a bad time of year anyway. Feel the humor. Do a little thank you to them also. And um, a lot of things get accomplished at the same time, and it all happens on one day. It happens the first Friday in March every single year. doesn't matter if there's a blizzard. doesn't matter if it's a beautiful sunny day. The first Friday in March at one of our stores, it all happens at the store we're at, the Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And we do that. We pull the product from, from all there. We have uh, the other stores are open with a couple of employees maybe, but we take extra employees over here and we'll bang out big, big, big numbers. It's nonstop. It's a customer every 30 seconds. Wow. Two registers, customer every 30 seconds. And uh, Now, when you guys do your inventory, right, which you just did a few weeks ago. We did. And you stay till 2 in the morning, whatever it is. Yeah. Does that play a factor? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Now we know exactly what there is. Yep. Uh, we'll even look at products. Is that with- why you do it? Is that the intention? No, no. Okay. You do it for... That's part of it, but I mean, you do it to yeah. say, is there any shrinkage? Do we have yeah. any problem here? What do we have? You know, you just saw me looking uh, before the show started. I was looking for an old box of cigars that I will bring out for next week, um, which is an old box from a Olympics in the 70s. A uh, box of cigars that was made there, much like the Sochi was made for for this Olympics. I have one from the 70s, and it's in that humidor, which is a stand-up wall humidor over here on our right. And maybe there's 100 boxes of cigars in there, and it's buried in there somewhere. Well, we have a a 6,000-square-foot humidor with boxes and boxes of cigars, millions of dollars worth of cigars. Stuff gets lost all the time. It's hard to believe. Years ago, you know, when I would hear somebody say that, that, uh, you know, well, we found this box of cigars in our humidor. You found a box like you didn't know it was there? I understand completely. A box? Forget it. But sometimes you find 30 boxes of something, and you say, oh, my God, what, where did these come from, and what's the story with this? Get rid of them and turn them into cash. It sat there, and you know what? It may be gold to some of you. Yeah. You'll see some of these things, and people come running in on that day, and it's like the running of the brides that happens here. People are standing outside. The door's open. People rush in for their first uh, First pick. Book. Yeah. yeah. And they'll see something and say, oh, my God, I remember this brand. And here it is for 50 bucks a box or whatever it wow. is. And guys leave with 10 boxes and crazy amounts. And This is in-store only? In other words, yeah. customers cannot no. take part in this no. online? And we don't tell you what the, what the product is because we're not trying to hurt any cigar brand yeah. or anything like that. It's here. It comes off like a Band-Aid within 12 hours. And there's no, oh, brand X was sold at 50% off. It, it's there when you know it, and believe me, if you know it and you love it, you grab it and it's over, and the next guy that walks in after that doesn't even know that brand was there and existed. So there's no signage to say it. It's gone. The signage goes goes when it's gone. So that's March Madness. Uh, discontinued product, unique deals and packaging, all inventory at least 20% off is in as much as ridiculous amounts off. So uh, that's that. Uh, with that, that's happening on the first Friday in 
March, which is March 7th. Today is February 15th. And this classic day in American history is brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of Epic Rap Battle, and now it's time for the Epic Battle for this day in American classic history. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move, Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. The champion. Alec Bradley. Barely. Didn't we tie last week? American yes. Classic yes. Cigars. We did. Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Those tuning into the Sky Authority for the first time, this is how it works. It's Mr. Jonathan versus Chuck Morrison. It's seven questions. We all vote for Chuck to win. Yes, we do. And uh, whoever gets closest without going over gets the point. I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. I want Chuck to win. Here we go. Actually, this week, uh, frankly, Scarlett, I just don't give a damn. <laughs> so it is a, uh, and that was his birthday last last week. Yes. Um it was a tie last week. The week before, it was Chuck Morrison, the winner. So Chuck Morrison goes first. Galileo. Jalali. Galileo Figaro. Galileo. 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 Known as the father of science. This Italian uh, scientist mm. and uh, psychiatrist is uh, not only invented the telescope and the thermometer, he also rectal helped. Rectal thermometer, by the way. That's it. He it's also helped uh, instigate the science of re- revolution. He was born in uh, 1710. 1710. 1495. 1564. Oh. Mr. Jonathan. Kicking your ass, Seabass. All right. That is well played. (laughs) Mr. Jonathan, Chris Foley. Chris Foley, Portly Saturday Night Live cast member who starred in Beverly Hills Ninja, died at the age of 33. Starred in popular comedies in the mid-90s, including my favorite, Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, Black Sheep. Today is his birthday, the late great. 65, 1965. 60. 64. You went one Son over. Son of a. And that's how it goes. There we go. These guys know how to play. Chuck Morrison. Sir. Matt Growling. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> I'm saying his, his last name wrong. I'm no sure. No kidding. Uh, is this the creator of uh, The Simpsons? Creator of The Simpsons. How do you say his last name? Yeah. I'm going to go with Growling. <laughs> growling. growling. Sounds good. Uh, creator of also Futurama. Yeah. Also, uh, he is originally from Maine, right up the street. Uh, his birth sign, Aquarius. <laughs> all right. Doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Not at all. Simpsons, what was that, like 90s? He's probably in his 30s then. We'll say 59. <sighs> 41. 54. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. You're not the only one who can play dirty pool, Chuck. Yeah, so I Mr. Jonathan is winning two to one. Uh, two, Mr. Jonathan. Susan B. Anthony. Ugh. <laughs> reformer who led the process of women's equality. 
co-founded both Women's Temperance Movement and Women's Rights, the Revolution. She's on the dollar piece. She is. There is a Susan, Susan B. B. Anthony, Anthony dollar thing. Uh, I'm going to go with she was born. Is this born? Born. Or died. 1901. 1901. 1800. 1820. These guys. Miss it by that do? much. Ties it up. Ties it up. Uh, Chuck. Sure. Alex Bornstein. I know that name. I know that name. Why? It's a girl, Alex Bornstein, TV actress, best known for the voice on Family Guy's character, Lois Griffin. Ah, okay. Okay. She was born today. Oh, Peter. February 15th. Lois Griffin. All right, Lois. You were born 50. 51. Wow. 73. So you guys, 51 gets it. Mr. Yep. Jonathan. It's the lead. <laughs> Wow, you think she's that old, huh? I just didn't want to lose to Chuck. That's all. All so. right. So uh, this goes to Mr. Jonathan. Brian Birdman Williams. The Birdman. Basketball player. Best known as the member of the duo Big Timers. Oh, yeah. He's a rapper. Cash guy. Money Record oh. Label. Cash Money Millionaires. Like father, like son, reached gold certification in 2011. Forbes estimated he's worth $110 million. He partnered with Lil Wayne on numerous songs. Today's his birthday. Born what year? 74. 74. 75. You're both over 69. All right, so what do we got here? We got three uh, three to two, Mr. Jonathan. We got one question left. All right. This goes to... Goes to Me. Chuck. Chuck died this day. Died this day. Nat King Cole, American singer and pianist. Born in 1919, American singer and musician. First became uh, known as a jazz pianist. Uh, he's a baritone voice. Uh, Leather So Soft, the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an int- on a. Something fire. Chestnuts roasting on a. Open fire. Open fire. Also L O V E L. Is for the way you Mona Lisa, unforgettable. He's the father of Natalie Cole. He died today. What year? 85. Died in 85. I'm going to go 86 for the win. Just ring the bell. You're both over. 1969, he died. But uh, Mr. Jonathan is the champion. Wow. This is what has to happen. I have to not care. Yep. When I care, I get all flustered. Trying too hard. Mr. Jonathan is the champion. It's been a long time, huh? Yeah, three, four weeks. Wow. Holy Sorry, God. Sorry, my fans. Um, all right, let's Both go to break. Let's go to break. When we come back, comedians in cars smoking cigars. Cigars. Yeah. Speedian, comedians in cars getting coffee, smoking cigars, or something like that. Jose Blanco's back. Uh, he thinks the world doesn't need another mild cigar. He's going stronger than ever. We got the news on that. Uh, Russia, more than the Olympics is going on there. And uh, Mr. Jonathan's uh, curling update. We got more to smoke and more to talk about. Stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. That's why I'm rocking this, rocking this whistle. I'm in the disco, percolating nipples. When I DJ, I turn the bass up to check up. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. 
It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. (laughs) What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... Oh, yeah. So smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But, oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority Radio on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. You're listening to the Cigar Authority Radio on the United States. This is the Florida remix of Jonathan Carney. This is Jonathan Carney. <laughs> is this Jonathan Carney by any chance? The Cigar Authority Radio on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. Oh, jeez. There's Chuck on the wheels of steel. He's getting a little crazy there. Jose Blanco is back, and he didn't think the world needs another mild cigar. He's going stronger than ever. We'll talk about that. There's more going on in Russia than the Olympics, uh, although Mr. Jonathan uh, does have a curling update. We'll get to that. Uh, another smoking ban, but this one has a little twist to it. We'll tell you about that and lots more. Um, we're broadcasting from my office high atop a two-guy smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. I'll tell you, I did a lot of talking that last As half you hour. you do for your whole life, all the and time. And this cigar, the Perla Del Mar, this is what I love about every cigar that does this. It stays lit. Yeah. You know, I don't have to... Does that mean it's a little drier than others? I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, I love when I don't have to always relight a cigar, and that's usually a sign of over-moisture, but it's awesome. I actually like the cigar. Yeah. 
Easy to uh, like. It's it, it's a winner. You got it's a flavor? A yeah, mine tastes like uh, green mucus <laughs> uh, as it slides down the back of your throat. Because Mr. Jonathan is plugged up. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really taste like that to everybody. So um, uh, I'll tell you, without being able to use my nose, I am getting a different experience smoking. I don't like it for starters, but the the flavor, I'm able to pick up more of the sweetness on my tongue because I can't smell anything. So there is there is an inherent sweetness to this Perla Del Mar mm. that uh, that's there, and you can feel it on your palate. You can. Um, speaking of Mr. Jonathan Carney, which we just heard uh, at the bumper at the uh, top of the segment, a um, little surprise visit from Mr. Carney while I was in Washington, D.C. He showed up not once but twice. I knew he was coming. At the bar at nighttime. He, check, he checked in with me. Oh, really? Yeah, he let me know. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he, he, and he, um, I spent the night till 2 in the morning with him and Rocky and a few other retailers uh, talk in um, uh, Glen Loop. Yeah, uh, who who flew in also, and um, you know, lots of issues going down there. Um, lots of you know, I, it's it's five shows if I want to get into it, but uh, it was uh, great to see Mr. Carney, and I know he's back up in New Hampshire. He made it up here earlier than I did yesterday, but I did get here last night, and I'm back. So uh, I'm glad to be home. It's uh, no place like home. I mean, really. Um, strongest cigar ever made. What do you got on this? Jose well, Blanco what is I back. Did was I reached out to Jose on Facebook and I said that uh, I'm doing the show by myself on Saturday and I need content. So would you mind clearing up a few things about the two cigars that you have coming out? And so I only knew he was had one cigar coming out. Well, this is the thing about being the real cigar authority when you have to. Did take you know over. it, or did he tell you there's a second cigar? Oh, I knew there was a second All cigar. All right, really. So this is his whole reply. Uh, he says, about Signoral and also about Aristocrat, which is the second cigar, ah. both are, for me, very family-orientated. Aristocrat by Jose Blanco. Uh, we can't say where Aristocrat is produced, just that it was made in Nicaragua. It's a private label for the Nesca company, and Nesca is the uh, run by Alexei Arkazanov. Uh, who owns the brand name for Aristocrat by Jose Blanco, which is and very I think confusing. that might be his hat. That might be his hat. It could be his hat, yeah, that I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Jonathan's so because wearing a Russian hat. I don't know why. Apparently, Second week in a row. Yeah. It, it, well, it. I get cold. Uh, it, because Aristocrat by Jose Blanco is owned by the Nesca company, he is not at liberty to share any of the stuff about it. However, I find it interesting that the cigar was made while he was working for... Hoya de Nicaragua. That's interesting, too. In Nicaragua, yet he will not say where the cigar was made. All right. I find that to be a, a little compelling. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then as far as the Senoral goes, uh, it's a friends slash family story. Uh, and you know, they're going to start producing at his cousin Hoji Blanco's factory. Yes. Tabacalera Palma, which we had we'd said uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, the box maker will be his cousin, Jose Rolando Blanco. So they've got right at the bottom Jose the Blanco, Jose Blanco, and Jose Blanco all involved with making the cigar. Hmm. I find that interesting. Yes. That's interesting, too. <laughs> Marketing and concept and design have been worked on by myself. That's Jose Blanco. Yeah. <laughs> the blend uh, by Jose Blanco. <laughs> and his fiance Emma. Uh, even the painting and the logo is painted His fiance. Yeah. 
They're married and have a child already. What do you they say? have a child. He is saying, he sent this to me yesterday, that it's his fiance Emma. They didn't get married? Apparently not. They're living in sin, as you Catholics would say. Jeez. Uh, I know. It's been a lot of years now. Hey, not everyone feels the urge to get married. I, for one, would never do it again. But it's fi- it, he calls her his fiance. Yes. So they are getting married. Apparently. Why the wait? Uh, He's an older man to begin with. Why the, the wait? Painting in the logo was why specifically... Why Nicaragua in a different factory? And why the wait on getting married? He's very... Very we tough. need to have him on the show. Yes. I don't think he'll answer our questions. I mean, I was pretty sneaky about well, how I Well, on the spot, he might stuff. feel obligated to. He might. Uh, it's got to be, got to get some rum in the, involved yeah. in it. Yeah. There was lots of, I got a lot of info at the bar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I got more information at the bar than I did asking. Uh, buying a lot of drinks for folks, were you? The uh, IPCPI picked up the drinks, too. There we go. Uh, I blended the cigar with a true strong character. It will be the strongest blend I have ever made. Or at least one of the strongest ones. More details about my blend are not available yet because I'm taking my time to do it right. It is getting ready to be. It is getting ready to be honest, but I'm also very picky on aging, which is why the launch plan is for May or June. Hmm. Yeah, don't rush it if it's not ready. You know, uh, even though he has a great reputation of putting great cigars out, this is really his first. His. Yep. Yeah. And um, well, he got the, one the shot one, of the first impression here. The last one was uh, Cuanco y Blanco. Right. So yeah. this is the first one with just, just for him. Just Blanco. But three Blancos are involved in this. Three Jose Blancos. Yeah. Three Jose Blancos, a fiancé, and a partridge in a pear tree. There we go. In Nicaragua. In Nicaragua. Well, this one's Dominican. Oh, sorry. Yes. The Russian one is, uh, is Nicaragua. <laughs> this guy stays lit. It's, it's, it's really, very good. Very good. I'm going to put the cigar good. down because we need to light three cigars, so we're going to have to go into a second cigar so right now. When I when I did this, I wanted to be representing three different countries. I didn't want to just say, okay, okay. we're going to go all one country. So, so this, is Nicaraguan. Nic- this is Nicaraguan, except for the, the rappers. Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut Shade, I believe, from Honda, um, Ecuador. It's an Ecuadorian Connecticut yep. Shade. Yeah. Uh, now we're moving over to the Honduras. Grand Reserve. Corojo number one, which is a Honduran blend by Jay Fuego. All right, so the, the packaging here, and I know he's getting ripped off and stuff now, but he made a little five-pack. He folded the five cigars on a piece of paper, basically, and he put a string in between. You pull the string, it opens up the top, and you get your five little cigars that are, that are there. Very good. And this is the stuff that's selling best for him. Have we had these on the show before? Is this a first? We have. We've had, we haven't smoked this blend, but we've smoked the Maduro, the Sangre de Toro, and the original. Okay. But this is... The size is called Originals. Uh, it, <coughs> there are five hand-rolled cigars already cut, ready to go. So, unfortunately, we won't be going through our cutting ceremony. <laughs> that's it. But we have another cigar that we're going to go. That's, that's why right. we got three. Okay. What is the style roll called? This, this is, is what a- they roll in the... Um, when they have to try tobacco right in the barn and they'll pull a leaf down and they want to try that tobacco that, that's all dry, uh, you know, in the drying barn. Yeah. And they'll actually fold it and roll it and they make this. And there was no name of it. There was no nothing. They would always just do this. And what happened was, I believe it was Edgar Dacamanji. <coughs> and he was in there with uh, Jesus Fuego and he... Jesus had a little uh, handful of these cigars that were in his pocket 
that he made up these little things when he was in the barn, and they went out to lunch or something, and he's, he's smoking the cigar, and he says, can I have one of those cigars? And he, and he pulled it out of his pocket that he had it folded in a piece of paper or something. Wow. And he goes, you need to make this. And he goes, nobody wants this. And he goes, just try it, just try it. But boom this becomes his hit. And I know, um, you know, we're talking about it's going to get ripped off, people are going to copy it. You got um, the Drew Estates people did the uh, Papa Frita, yeah. which is this, you know. Um, but, it, you know, I want to give uh, credit where credit is due here. This is um, the the uh, brainchild of not only Edgar Dacamangi telling it to uh, Jesus Fuego, but Jesus Fuego actually doing it. So uh, I started, I try to stay true to uh, and the, the guy that did there it. Is, there is confusion on which end goes in your mouth. There's a tapered end that looks like a torpedo after you've cut it, and the other end has a little flare to it. You light the end that is flared. So what am I using for a lighter here? This is the $160 P3600 Porsche. And we're going to give it away. And we're giving it away. Next hour. So it's not too late for you, although you're listening to a podcast of this. It's not too late because we're always doing it. So just do it now that you're hearing it. Grab your cell phone out and text the word CIGARS to 96362. Text the word CIGARS with an S, CIGARS, to 96362. Three six two, and you're in. Only have to do it once. Once you're in, you're in for all the contests. We got your information. We got what we needed from it, and you got a chance to win things. And we were able to get a hold of you and let you know when something special is coming on. When you get sick of us, if that day is ever comes and you don't want to hear from us ever again, don't worry about it. You're just going to hit stop, yep. and it's stop. over. Uh, so you know, and we're not going to be that. That person, Ian, we're not going to give away your texting information or whatever. Do we even have it, it's, or it's up there in the cloud somewhere? No, I can I can access yeah. it, but I don't have any names associated with it. They're yeah. just phone numbers. And the way the laws work with texting, it would be illegal for us to sell the distribution list because these people specifically opted into the cigar authorities list. Yeah. If we sold it, we we would incur huge fines. In fact, every that doesn't time- happen with um. When people do emails nope. and stuff, those are sold all the time. Every time I send a text message as a mass text, I have to check the box that everybody opted in, that I am attesting to the fact that everybody opted in. Wow. Under my credentials. Yeah. <clears throat> so this cigar is $3. This cigar is the bomb. The bomb. For $3? Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very good and lots of flavor. And there's there's a couple of different strength profiles. This is probably the strongest of the three. I like it. Uh, is it three, four? Because you got the Sangre de Toro that came out. So the originals is medium bodied. The Maduro is medium plus. Sangre de Toro also medium plus. And I would say this one creeps halfway through. It gets into yeah. full bodied. So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. And I usually smoke the the re- original regular one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but. Very nice. I'm a big fan of the Sangre de Toro, which is the same blend as the originals, but it's the Rosado wrapper, that shade. Yeah. It's a shade off. I fire these up all the time. Yeah. I always do. Uh, short ride in the car or yeah. something. I'm running out of the store and let me grab something and, and have it with me. And somebody's with me. And here, we're just going 10 minutes down the street. Want a cigar? No, there's no time. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Time for one of these. And if you only get halfway through it, so what? Right. You know? So, 
we uh, premised the uh, comedians in cars getting coffee uh, and smoking cigars. This is um, this was on the Super Bowl where I I had first heard about it. Uh, people telling me about what Jerry Seinfeld has been doing lately. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Tell me. What, what do you? So, all right. I introduced Mr. Jonathan to this right during one of our shows, or right right before one of our shows. Yeah. And I think, Mr. Jonathan, correct me if I'm wrong, you've now watched every single Every episode. single one. So they're short. They're about 12 minutes in length. And this is not a TV show. It's an online only. It's a webisode. It's a webisode. You can only view it online exclusively, I think, through Crackle, which is like a Netflix or a Hulu or something like that. It's called Crackle. So Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, is the creator of this. Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee is the name of it. And essentially, what it is, it's Jerry Seinfeld, each episode in a, in a new vehicle, a new classic retro car, picking up a comedian, one of his, one of his connections. The clip we have is with Larry David, longtime friend, co-creator of years, Seinfeld. buddies for 30 years. And they just they drive around for a little bit, talking, shooting the breeze. And they have video on them. There's GoPro cameras, those small cameras all over the place with those multiple angles. Oh, there's no other people in the car? They nope, just... just them two. Okay. They go to a coffee shop. They'll get coffee. And, and if there's breakfast. bad service, they talk about it's bad service. Oh, yeah. You know, how much do you tip this person? The service is terrible. They're just standing there. Yeah. I don't yeah. drink so coffee. They, what do you they mean? Do they pull into a certain – is it always Starbucks? Or no, it no. Something? It's like, you know, they do a lot of episodes both in L.A. and New York City. And in each episode, it's a different location. It's a different place. Sometimes it's the guest that's recommending the place. This is where I go for my, my breakfast, for my coffee. Yeah. All right. Let's go there. Uh, sometimes Jerry's choosing the location. In one episode, he takes uh, the guest to uh, Harlem, and uh, it was—I forget the guy's name—Colin Farrell. Is that his? Or, yeah. So who's from who's from that area? Um, and it's changed so much over the years. He was kind of sketched out to go there, and it's just turned into like this this urban kind of modern contemporary geekish you know community, and it's just different than what okay. he was. But it, anyways, it's really cool, and it's exclusively only on the web. And, and then they go back into the car with their coffee? Yep, and, uh, nope, they finished the coffee there on location uh, at the restaurant, and the conversations are just gold. I and mean, then they drive back? And then they drive back, yep, and then yeah. they drive back. And it lasts 15 minutes? About 22 yeah. minutes. Okay. So, so we uh, have a clip. We have a clip because they actually bring in cigars. They, they talk thing. about cigars. So this, is, this is the first episode that ever aired. Oh, really? Yep, okay. uh, which was just, what, last year or something like yep. that, maybe two years ago, 2012. But it's with Jerry Seinfeld. I'll set the scene here. It's Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. They're at a, a cafe at a restaurant. They just finished their breakfast, and the discussion of cigars now enters the equation. Okay. So, you know, when Seinfeld was on, they were always in the coffee shop all the time, and here he takes a little of that and the guy that did that made the Seinfeld, so here it is. You would have a cigar after lunch. Remember that? Right in the office, yes. right? And you would offer sage advice. You seem like, yes, come, my child. I've got this all figured out. Anything you say with a cigar just sounds so much better. It imbues you with, with knowledge. What is it about it? There's something contemplative about it. Why not a cigarette? The cigarette is, isn't contemplative. It's not, it's not that. The cigarette is that. Right. It's anxiety. There's uh, anxiety associated with it. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas the cigar is relaxing. And when you relax, you're open to... To more thoughts. You have time to think. A cigar takes time. A cigar takes time. That's the key to it. That's the whole key. Someone smoking a cigar is in no hurry. Absolutely. You're in no hurry at all. Whereas the cigarette smoker... Yeah. ...rushed. 
Gotta get out, you know. But a cigarette takes some time. Yes, I know, but a cigarette is just, it's just, it's not something you're enjoying. Oh, right. You continue to have one of the finest minds I've ever met. Coming from you, I take that as a great compliment. From day one, this guy's got some head on him. That cigar, cigarette thing, I love that. Here's an analysis of something by two idiots that no one else is doing. You have finally done. It's our show. The show about nothing. (laughs) When did this come out? Because this is a ripoff of the Cigar Authority. It is. (laughs) Two idiots bloviating about nothing. (laughs) Which was a little ripoff from the Seinfeld show. It certainly was. um, It is true. I mean, cigarettes and cigars. This is my whole thing at the FDA. Going to Washington, D.C., telling them... Do not call us other tobacco products and connect us in with those other things. It's because a, they're not contemplative. <laughs> whatever that means. I'm going to have to look that word up. But they're so different. They it's are so different. It's so different. And so we, we're smoking a cigar, and it seems like we know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> That's the magic of this whole thing. It is. All right. Anyway, that sound means it's time to go to break. Uh, we got a lot to make up here when we come back. Uh, uh Flor Dominicano's Night in Santiago, which is very interesting. I have, uh, speaking of... Uh, Jonathan Carney. Really. Um, smoking band in New Jersey, self-enforced. That's interesting. Uh, the curling update. We also have uh, to give away the, uh, the lighter. We're going to give away the Porsche lighter when we come back. Gentleman Chuck Morrison. We'll get gentlemanly old Fart Freddy. We'll do quite the opposite. And uh, I got the best tweets of the week. Uh, millionaires helping... No, missionaries. Missionaries. Missionaries helping. We helped the missionaries. Mr. Jonathan put this together because uh, I didn't know if I was going to be here. So Correct. we, the Cigar Authority, helped the missionaries who whose who, job is to help other people. They do God's work and we helped them. I got to see what this is all about. I'm intrigued. You should be intrigued. We're going to be back in just a minute. Stick around, everybody. We're live from my office. High atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And y'all listening to... The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And whether you're smoking your Perla Del Mar P or your Jesus Fuego Originals, Corojo Number 1, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. You too, Tommy. I know you didn't do it last week. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much. They don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, 
straw in price. Maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like, only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group so make them feel like there's a crowd here it's time to light them up it's time for the cigar authority well if you learned anything today it won't be the truth we need more cowbell is what we need we're here live at two guys smoke shop in salem new hampshire in my office high atop the shop and uh we're smoking cigars we're smoking cigars that are perfect for the winter time small little cigars that cost under five dollars and i'm liking them Gentleman Chuck Morris is here. We're going to have old Fod Freddy and uh, the tweets of the week. Missionaries being helped by the Cigar Authority. It intrigues me. I want to know that and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Dave's office in Salem, New Hampshire. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you set it and forget it. And, of course, you can set it and forget it on YouTube as well, which is great. I do want to give a quick shout-out to my good friend on Facebook, John Lever. Uh, he had sent a, uh, a message back about uh, something that I had said that was wrong. And, uh, and then he sent me another message and said, I hope you don't think I'm an A.H. for calling you out the way I did. And I want everyone to know we actually like it. Yes. We like when you yeah. call us out. Uh, we want to be accurate. We Rudy wanna... just did it. I guess that Perla Del Mar was the only box press Connecticut shade. It's the only one I've ever seen, but... It doesn't mean it's the only one. No, he had said um, uh, the Nish Patel, I guess, that came out. Yep. Uh, 
which I do remember, and it was Connecticut Shade. And, um, you know, I worried when that cigar came out that it was it was not going to uh, make it because uh, so Connecticut Shade is so thin and so delicate. And um, I forget about it because we didn't carry it because I didn't believe it was going to be able to, hmm. to make it. Apparently it did. Um, somebody else mentions a Monte Cristo Connecticut Shade. I don't know that. I don't know of that. And if you think of the Monte, I don't, that's not Connecticut Shade. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe somebody will put the, the right answer for that. I don't know what that was. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to put this cigar down. And true to form, Mr. Jonathan is correct that this cigar started off fine. Mm. Uh, I loved it. Very good. As it's building up, it's stronger. It, it is getting stronger. Yeah. So those that like the strongest cigars, I'm going to go back to the regular originals uh, that I like because this is building up and really getting heavy yeah. on it. So this is full-bodied. Um, not my cup of tea uh, in that kind of strength. But uh, for those that like it, that's the one uh, you go with. That's the Black Pack, the Grand Reserva. Um, what did I say? Corojo, number one. Which, Corojo. which Jesus Fuego is one of only a handful of people with the authentic Corojo Correct. seeds. Mm. This is where his family came from. Uh, El Corojo, Cuba. Um, there's only four families that live there. It's like um, having champagne. You have to be in the champagne region. Uh, Christian Aroa's family, Jesus Fuego's family, and a couple of other people. So um, there you go there. When you hear of other Corojo, um, let's say, for instance... Punch rear Corojo. Yeah, it's not Corojo. It's not from the original Corojo seed. Uh, a lot of people throw some words around like they have it, but they don't, and it's just an, an old thing. That, uh, Isn't Corojo a size two or no? No. It's not a size. No. <clears throat> it's, a, uh, it's a region of Cuba that, and listen, it's not, they don't even grow there anymore, but the seeds from the original plants, they have these people that live there when they fled that country they were smart enough to take millions of seeds with them. And it doesn't take all that much space to take millions of seeds. So uh, they have it, and he's using it. And I know Jesus Fuego's dad has taken that Corojo seed, and I believe he's, he's growing the tobacco. His father is a, is a tobacco grower, and he's growing it in five countries. Wow. So uh, there's a lot going on there. We're going to see more of it. The, um, was it the Latitude 82... 2283. Has one was... tobacco from each one of the five regions okay. that it's grown, yeah. which yeah. is why that cigar is so complex. Yeah. Not very strong, but very complex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time to cut our cigar, and this cigar we're going to be smoking next. Our third cigar of the show is the Recluse Icon- Iconic. Yeah, this is uh, yeah Recluse by Iconic, and this is a little box-pressed uh, Petit Corona. About a 48 ring gauge, three and a half inches long. And once again, under $5 cigar. Yeah. Uh, short smoke. Would, would you say the length was? I'm going three and a half. You're going three and a half, and it is uh, three and more than three and a quarter, three and five eighths. Three and five eighths. So three and a half. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by. Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising their prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And uh, we're worried about uh, S-chip, by the way, again. S-chip may come in a different form. They may change um, S-chip. They may add money to it, and it all goes into 
um, the Obamacare type of thing. And they're very – listen, this is an industry of worrying all the time what the government is going to do to us. What a shame. Everybody putting all their efforts down in D.C. when they have tobacco plantations and rolling facilities and, you know, all the things they have to do. And, you know, again, a handful of great retailers to spend their time doing that. Thank you so much to them. And a handful of great – manufacturers, family-owned manufacturers. You didn't see the big, giant companies there. They could kill us. Big corporations and stuff. You saw the family-owned yeah. retailers and the family-owned cigar manufacturers that care enough, and the other ones are just taking a ride. Yeah. Just taking the ride. It's a free ride. Why not? Take the ride. So, uh, And that is disappointing, but uh, seeing that... Listen, I remember... In the old days, going up to the state capitol myself, because nobody would go. So we, we had uh, maybe a total of uh, 30 of us up there. That was great. You know, it's 30 times. What we Divide did. and conquer. Yeah. But wouldn't it be nice if there was 300 people? <clears throat> you think we would have made a splash if, oh, we, yeah. if there were 300 people and we were all walking up the stairs and they're going, holy God, what the hell is this? Rudy from Canada shows up. He's like, I'm not even from this country. Yeah. I'm just here to fight. Well, he knows what happened to him there. And uh, what we want to do is not become uh, how Canada is with uh, premium cigars. We don't want to become that. We saw it happen, and it can happen, so we don't want that to happen. So, um, listen, I'm, I'm going to move right up to um, – I'm a little lost here. The well, um, I, I want to know the missionaries. I want to know – We're going to skip ahead to that, all right? Because I'm curious myself because I – I don't know what's going on there. Missionaries who are there to help people have been helped by the Cigar Authority. Correct. This gentleman by the name of Dave says, you're not going to believe this one. I am a missionary in Thailand and watch your show because I love it, even though it isn't what missionaries are known for. Actually, D.L. Moody, a very famous evangelist who the Moody Bible College is named after, loved his cigars back in the day. Anyway... I saw Mr. Jonathan's info about Vicks Vapor Rub and the camphor. It was interesting to me since we've been using a about that last week. Thai mosquito repellent recently. My daughter has at the same time been getting sick repeatedly, and I thought, I wonder if there's any camphor in there. Sure enough, there is. The kids have now been cut off from that stuff, and we will see if she does better. I bet you didn't think your show would help a missionary in the field. <laughs> Thanks for the info and for the great shows. That's Dave. Nice job, Dave. Dave. Not me. I know. The Dave, missionary Dave. Dave. Yeah. People are listening to this crap everywhere. It blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it blows your nose. It oh, does. I wish. So if you put some Vicks Vapor Rob, it would open up in... No, it does the opposite. It makes you think you can breathe better, but you really can't. Yeah. So last night was the first time that I didn't do the Vicks Vapor Rob thing. I couldn't. I threw it all away. So how about you take a hot shower? Does it open it up? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just go in there. I'm going to make the Nikolai Volkov soup tonight. Yeah. And by tomorrow, I will be 85%. I'll bring some in for lunch. Well, by tomorrow night, I'll be rocking. If you're not, and I know you're working the Seabrook store tomorrow. I am. Uh, call me. Text me. Here's the thing want. about that. Even if to... I was on my deathbed, the last person I would ever get to cover me is you because I would never... Hear the end of it. Remember when I retired from doing the show? Yes. And then you, 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 you actually said quit. quit. You, you said quit. quit. 
six weeks' notice. I say quit only because you called me up and said I quit. <laughs> That's why. Why I would say you that. assume he's quitting? Yeah, I, I don't understand. That's retiring, as yeah. far as I see it. I still don't hear the end of it. You, I, there, I will be on my deathbed, uh, literally limbs. You don't want to make other my, people sick. I don't care. I'm going care. to work. I'm going to work. Don't make other people sick. Yeah, you can make and all the employees sick. Maybe now. you get you get better in one day. You spend a day under the covers and you get better. Yeah, I'll go home after I go house shopping with my wife. I'm going to bed. I'll house be all shopping. set. I got a house in Londonderry. Take a ride yeah. by. Way too expensive. Yeah. I might rent it from you. See, I would trust you. The reason why I don't rent the house is because I'm worried that somebody's going to destroy it. But uh, that could be an option. It could be an option. I know my wife is cringing right now. She's listening to the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cringing. <laughs> no, he doesn't really mean it. I'm sure he doesn't really mean Sell it. Sell it. Sell don't, it. Don't worry about it. Uh, La Flor Dominicana is night in San Di- Santiago. Santiago, which is where La Flor Dominicana is, and um, I know exactly what this is. Well, because we did it. We right. Were the, we were the test program for it. But it breaks down to guests at a night in Santiago and signature events will be lighting up the La Flor Dominicana Mystery Cigar, an undeclosed event-only blend, while experiencing the culture of vertical integration, quality, consistency that La Flor Dominicana has built itself upon in the last 20 years. The mystery cigar will be available for purchase during these events. During the evening at selected events, guests will enjoy food, beverages, and music. And the Florida Dominicana signature event program, A Night in Santiago, it was launched at Two Guys Smoke Shop last year. Yes, it was. I added that. Okay. That was not in the press release. Uh, they never are. I added that. That's okay. Uh, but you know what? It was fabulous. It was. And I'll tell you, I got a tough group of people because we are an educated retail shop. We educate our customers big time. Almost too much. So when something like this is going on, they're usually talking amongst themselves to an embarrassing amount. They're not paying attention. And the guy that's up there, in this case, John Carney, Mr. John Carney. Jonathan Jonathan Carney. Carney. He and I share a middle initial as well. I love it. Not only does he spell his name correctly... But we share a middle initial. Anyway. Well, he did a great job, and the people were on the edge of their seat listening to what he had to say, which was so great. I was smiling so so much that he was intriguing them, and they know so much about it. But he had a slideshow presentation great. and did a great job, and he had uh, we had Dominican food. Dominican rum. Wow. And he showed the slideshow presentation. Which he goes backwards. He starts at the cigar and goes to the seed. Most presentations go from seed to cigar. He works itself himself backwards through the, the presentation. It, it was really, really good. And I, you know, as the Cigar Authority, think I know it all. Nobody knows it all. None of us know it all. Sure. We all have something to learn. And there were things I picked up, and I go, wow, I didn't know that. And that was good. And I was intrigued by it. It went by really fast. The cigar was truly unique. You could buy the cigar at the event, and at the event anyway. So anyone listening, if you have the opportunity to attend one of these, wherever it's happening in your area, you won't be sorry. I mean, it was a great night. Hmm. It was really something. So uh, check that out anyway. So... Uh, uh, Facebook gender well, type overhaul. You no longer have to be strictly a man or a woman on Facebook. Uh, it's an, in a nod to the it's complicated status, you know, marital status type thing or a relationship status. There's an it's complicated checkbox. Uh, there's the same idea for sexual identities on Facebook. Uh, Facebook now lets U.S. users 
choose among 50 additional options other than male-female, such as transgender, cisgender, gender fluid, intersex, among others being neither. Uh, Users now have the ability to choose the pronoun they'd like to be referred to publicly as he or she. How about mister? Her or his or gender neutral, they, there. I don't believe that they have a mister. Okay. When you come to Facebook to connect with people, causes, organizations that you care about, we want you to feel comfortable being your true, authentic self, Facebook said in a post on its diversity page. An important part of this expression of gender is the expression of gender, especially when it extends beyond the definitions of just male or female. The post continues, So today we are proud to offer a new custom gender option to help you better express your own identity on Facebook. Facebook says it's worked uh, with a group of leading lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender advocacy organizations to come up with the new gender Why categories. Why does everybody have to be an individual? You're a male or a female. What you do is, I don't, I don't care to know it. It's none of, none of anybody's business. Really, it's whatever. That, that's my issue with it. And I'm trying to be as gentlemanly as possible in saying so, because while I'm enjoying life to the fullest, and I am, it is, is important. trans male... Chuck Morrison? No, it's important to be a gentleman. Uh, and how to be more debonair is you Mr. Chuck Morrison. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? You wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. You didn't want to say it's gentle, bicurious, intersexual man, Chuck Morrison? No. And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. This week's Gentleman's Way was created in part with the participation of Mr. Jonathan. Whether he knows that or not, his influence has played a factor. I, I need to say that disclaimer ahead of time. Because it is a sensitive subject. You're welcome. Thank you. Gentlemen, ways to deal with conversing with people who are different. Different, like transgender different? Little people. I thought you were going somewhere totally different <laughs> of him blowing his nose over and over. <laughs> because it's so ungentlemanly. like It but, is. And, and, and by so the way. save that one. Put that hey, one yeah, in the can. Yeah, we've never covered that. So how am I supposed to know? Put that one in the can. Yeah. Because people are commenting on the chat box. Sorry, I'm, he, I'm, not, I'm a little under the weather. I'm still here getting it done. It's not it's not yeah. You should excuse yourself. All right, yeah. so how do you talk to midgets? Little people, right? What do you call them? You midgets? just call them midgets. Dave, do you have an answer for this? I think you're supposed to. You're, I think you're supposed to call them little people. I probably refer to them as midgets because that's how I always knew no slang and bad thing on them. But I need to describe that guy. But I wouldn't say that to to their face. I wouldn't say, "Hey, midget, come over here." <laughs> yeah. But if you, you I say because he probably has a name. Right. Hey, well, John, come here. And that's the gentleman thing. What do you What do you call them? Their name. Okay. Okay. Good All to right. Know. All right. But if I was saying to you, so I was at the, um, at, the met- at the Metro. Little people. Little person. And a little person walked into the train? Yeah. I did some research on that. That is the, the PC uh, uh, classification, if you will. 
Not midget, not So why do you address somebody that has a giant goiter sticking out of the side of their neck just to go Seinfeld on you? All right. So, again. Still their name? or But they they change it themselves. I mean, it would be like an Mm -hmm. African-American who they want to be referred to now as. And before that, they wanted to be referred to as black. Right. And before that, they wanted to be referred to as Negro. Right. And if when they were Negro, if you called them black, they would say, you, we don't want to be that. So it changes as it goes on. It does change. But what yeah. doesn't change? Being a gentleman. Their name. Oh. Their name. Their yes. name. What Joe, if, Mike, John, Should Sally. you not assume that the goiter has a name? Is that where you're going with this? You should assume that the goiter has a name, Mr. Jonathan. Okay. But. Uh, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. Someone has I'm a giant keep this... goiter sticking out of the side of their neck. Is Gentlemanly. John and Steve. Yeah, call them by their name. And it, it comes down. Just John. For our audience, you got to tune in early. You tune in around 1130. The show starts <laughs> at noon. We, we, we've been doing this pregame show, right? The, the pre-show the pre, uh, That's prep. not recorded. It's not yeah. recorded. It but doesn't we make it, it to the radio. Listen, so if you think this is bad, yeah. tune in a half hour earlier. we got nothing. And that's how this all came about. Mr. Jonathan was asking about, well, what about people with unibrows? Right? Yeah. Nature's gift. Did you know? Did you know in some cultures, such as the uh, Tajaskian culture, it's viewed as an attractive quality in both men and women. In many places, it's associated with purity and in men, fertility. While some in Western cultures may wax, pluck, or use other treatments to rid themselves of this feature, in non-Western cultures, it's seen as a sign of beauty. You think they got like toupees, but unibrow connectors? Yeah. To, to well, there's a thing called a merkin, which is a hairpiece for your southern uh, regions. He always has to go there's there. A, yeah. No. He's not. He's the opposite of the gentleman. <laughs> really? I'm just trying to give you guys you some not of the a facts. Gentleman. You were asking last week about lazy eye. Now, my best friend growing up, <laughs> all right, it's called amblopia or lazy eye. It's okay. where vision. Which is, eye do you look at? Well, here's the, here's the answer. It's where the one vision, that's looking at you. <laughs> yes, it, it's a, it's a disease. It's actually a brain function disease where vision's stronger in one eye over the other. And the gentleman thing to do, because again, I had a best friend growing up at that age. You ask about it. He explained it a little bit, and I said, "Well, I don't. I feel awkward sometimes not knowing what eye I should be looking at." And he, you it, said it, was, it to him, of course. Can I, he see out of both of them? He can see out of both of them, but vision is stronger predominantly stronger in one eye over the other. The one that drifts or the one that stays focused? The one that stays focused. Okay. And that's the eye you want to make contact with. The other one that's just kind of going on vacation you try not to look you at. You try not to look at, but, I mean, again, it's not, a, it's not an eye disease as much as it is a brain disease that is just produ- putting more strength and focus on one eye. The vision is actually stronger, and that's the one you want to make eye contact with. So I did some diligence there, but these are questions that Mr. Jonathan had. I wondered if they saw two different things. But they don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't. So there you go, guys. Yeah. Trying to keep this gentlemanly, trying to help you be a little more PC out there yeah. and, uh, and do the right thing. That's what we do. So the question is, are you debonair enough? I don't know. This one's a tough one for me. I am. Now, it's good to know that. That's an important thing. And there's somebody in the Fiji Islands right now that that's going to save it right is. now. It's going to be some missionary <laughs> Missionary <out there>. Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to be looking at this chick's unibrow and being like, all right, so everyone else thinks she's hotter. <laughs> that's good. It's good to know. Yes. Yeah. I'll take the less attractive one, please. Oh, all right, so we're debonair. We're debonair now that we know that. Can we give away a lighter? Yeah, let's do that. Well, I, I sent out the text message while you guys were uh, jibber-jabbering. So you, you can't say what the text ma- thing is, right? You just send it and you wait for somebody to respond. Send it and wait. Oh, that is awesome. I am Everett Reyes. 
Hey. From Medford, New York. Medford, New York. Nice. Everett Reyes. Thanks, Mr. Jonathan. Love the show. Yay. Hey, all right. Nice. All right. I wonder if we're going to ever get one that says, what the heck are you talking about? You know, but no, <laughs> you, you did it, you know. So Everett Reyes loves the show. So that'll go out Monday. All right, so you're going to take that with you. Beautiful. Boom. Good. It's the problem with having your phone on silent. You can't tell when it goes off. All right, so let's let's get a little caught up here. It's uh, time to look uh, at social media, the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. By the way, all Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over a course of two full years to guarantee you perfect flavor and balance. So these are the best tweets I saw all week. I think the freezer deserves a light as well. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I disagree with K Jewelers. I bet on any Friday night, more kisses begin with Miller than K. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's for uh, Valentine's Day here. And here's another one. Hallmark card. Congratulations on your new bundle of joy. Did you ever find out who the father was? Nice. And the best tweet I saw all week. I have a hard time deciphering between boredom and hunger. And that's true. What's the best tweet I saw all week? Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, Rolled and Two Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. So if you see a funny tweet of the week, maybe you could uh, forward them to our message board at the Cigar Authority page on Facebook. Send us a message or send a message directly to David since... It's his segment, and I'm sick of finding them for him. So if you find you found something, none of them for him. You gave funny. me some this week, but you, you just—I uh, like the freezer one. I mean, I'll tell you that—that's that's a good call. Those yeah, you do. Things. You really should have a light in the freezer. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm down to one tweet for next week. I need some more, so send them to me uh, at Dave at thecigarauthority.com, or you can send it to them on the message board, and you can go on Facebook, and you'll see the Cigar Authority. If you're not uh, on Facebook, the Cigar Authority. Click on it and like it or whatever the heck you're supposed to do because uh, that means uh, we're good if we have that on there, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, asylum. You ready to go uh, peek into the well, asylum? Well, why don't we do that after we go to break? We'll go to break and come back with asylum. Oh, I didn't even know. I thought we went. To, okay, I'm trying to catch up here, and that's why. Okay, so when, when we come back, we'll hear... Um, from Old Fat Freddy and the Asylum, and we'll catch up on all these other things we got to catch up on. Okay. All right? Sounds so good. We'll do that. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. High atop in my office, the world headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the, the United world, Cigar the Retailers Radio Network. It is the world headquarters. <laughs> See, we, we have three stores in New Hampshire. That's it's the it? world headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Be right back. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right. What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, a, a little person. No. 
She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. 
And we're back, smoking three cigars this show. The little ones, winter smoke, cigars under $5. Right now, we're uh, firing up the recluse, iconic. Petite Corona. Petite Corona. I want to give a shout-out to the NYC police officers. He doesn't say where it's from, but the gentleman that won... Everett, Everett is a uh, New York City police officer, and he says all the guys he listens to, I mean, all the guys he works with, listen to us. So, giving a shout out to our boys in blue over at NYC. Thank you for tuning in and for the patronage. And uh, hopefully, you guys don't all get shot. All the good guys or the bad guys are listening. The good guys. These are, are the good guys. The good guys are listening. Good. Nice. Good. Well, we don't know if they're corrupt or not, but it's, uh, regular good. The regular good. Yeah. I guess that means if we got pulled over in New York City. We could say yeah, it's a cigar authority, and maybe they'd let us off. Oh, yeah. you gotta, you got to play that card yeah. all day. You know that happened to me once, not with the cigar authority, but it happened with my uh, webcast that I was listening to my webcast as I get pulled over on a New Year's Eve. Uh, it was New Year's Day by then. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm the only one on the highway. I get pulled over, and the cop takes forever to get to the car. When he finally comes up, I've been listening to myself on, the, on my podcast. So I roll the window down, and I forgot to turn the radio down. And he hears my voice on the radio saying, this is Mr. Jonathan with Webcast Wednesdays. And he goes, no kidding. I, I listen to that show every week. I'm his biggest fan. I go, you're not going to believe this, dude. But I am Mr. Jonathan. Get out of here. It was awesome. Showed him my card. And uh, no ticket. Webcast Wednesdays. No I noticed a little accent in the uh, reenactment there. There's a question from the chat box, guys. Regarding our cigarjournal.co commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like three different accents yeah. going on. So the question kid. is uh, We Chuck, fired him. What yes. kind of accent is the Cigar Journal guy? It sounds like a cross between Australia and a hardcore New England accent. And, and what is he? Filipino. He's a Fili- <laughs> Filipino guy living in America doing an accent of uh, Australian or something. I think it's Australian. Australian. He's a little Welsh. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff we going have, on in that yeah. We have to redo that commercial. We have to. I'll sign up today. Yeah. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the bobby. We have to do some new commercials. And yeah. we, we end up having a great show after that because it's the outtakes. Us. So, oh, it's listen, the we're not pros. We sell cigars well, we, for a living. What we need Chuck to do, is a pro, but... What we, we need to do is webcast the actual... Yes. Taping of it and have that be uh, like a little a mini, bonus thing, a little mini webisode. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. It would. You know what? All the people on our Cigar Authority email list, we could send the private link to. Yeah, that's what that you can only watch if you're on the email list. So Or the text get, list. I don't know if I can. I could send it on the text list. Sure. I certainly could. Yeah. So if you're on the text list or the email list, yeah, you get some, the private. Some Wednesday afternoon thing or yeah. something. Oh, it's a hoot, guys. Yeah. It's a hoot. Yeah. It's a hoot. <laughs> we need more advertisers so we can do new commercials, though. We can redo the ones we have, but we need some new advertisers. We certainly can. So if you're a cigar manufacturer, you're listening to this, you say, listen, these guys have been doing it for four years. They're not going to go away. They have obviously have a good listenership. They're listening. Yeah, in, the entire in police Thailand department and, in yeah. New York City is listening That's to us. Right. That's so right. So you, you want to hit, you want to direct hit people that smoke cigars and, t- you know. Target marketing right yeah, there. There it is. So uh, give the Cigar Authority a shot. Help us bring down the cost of this thing because it is free to the listener, but I pay daily, folks. I pay daily. He does. So, uh, Help a guy out. You know what I mean? Speaking uh, of helping people out, yeah. let's, I want to cover this smoking ban because it is the oddest thing that I found. As, as you know, I was doing the show prep this week solo, which usually you do it solo. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going through and I find this thing on a smoking ban and I'm reading it. And it is the oddest ending to a smoking ban that I've ever seen. Uh, this is from uh, 
Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, the Borough Council of Pompton Lakes. Cities. Cities putting smoking yeah. bans on. That's what I hate. Pompton most. Lakes, New Jersey, unanimously passed a smoking ban that covers all publicly owned parks and recreational areas. Unanimously. Everybody is an idiot there. Everybody. Outside. Smoking the outside. The original plan submitted in October of 2013 sought to ban smoking on publicly owned property that was revised and scaled down to just cover parks and recreational areas. Uh, NorthJersey.com reports that the main purpose of the ban, according to Councilman Lloyd Kent, sounds like a real douche, was to limit the ver- uh, visibility no of cigarette smoking. Kent. None no, whatsoever. No, no. Uh, he wants to limit visibility of cigarette smoking in places where children often gather. Council President Mike Simone, douche number two, added that he envisioned the ordinance would keep public parks smoke-free. The ban, this is the best part, will be self-enforcing with signage added to affected areas to call attention to the ban. Now, my first duty as a self-enforcer is that I mandate myself smoke at least three more cigars in this area before I leave. And because you I'm going to punish you myself for smoking mu- the first and, one. And you must go out to dinner after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the fine. Take yourself <laughs> out to dinner. Get a hoagie. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, of all the bans, this is the, the least offensive because it's self-enforcing. Mm. Uh, there appears to be no tickets involved. But they st- just want you to just be... It's still a ban, and it's still... Uh, so do you want to be that guy to like go up to someone and say, uh, sir, do you mind? I mean, I wouldn't do it. It's a self-enforcing ban. I'd oh, say, self-enforcing. Yeah. So I'd have to enforce go, my, I'd have to like call myself out, like calling right. your own foul. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I would say to myself, okay, you just violated the ban. Now you must smoke three more cigars before right. you leave <laughs> and then go buy a sandwich. Yeah. This world's coming to an end, though. You got all those people agreeing unanimously to do – as they wrote it, they all had to read it. They should have unless it was, of course, the, the um, Obamacare health thing that nobody read. But they read it and they said, yeah, we all agree to this. There's not one person that actually went to it and said, this is the most stupidest thing I ever saw. Nope. They all yeah. said, I agree. I agree. I was involved in town politics for, for a bit for as, uh, as chairman of uh, the, the town's budget committee. Never again. Never again. The problem is anybody with half a brain that gets in gets out because they say, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And the worst of the worst stay in, and then they put the stuff through. So what do you do? You're going to have to run for office, Dave. Yeah, you got to come in. You got time now? No, I got no time. I got to get out of these things, man. I got to get out. Got to get a buyer for your store and then go. uh... Yeah, you need a freedom team. Then you can run for office. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it'll be that. That's how where I'm going to stroke out. So I got to not do that because it's just too much. You'll end up with a lazy eye, and none of us will know which eye to look in. <laughs> yeah. Although thanks to Chuck Morrison, now we know. We now now know. you know. All right. And now am, you know. And I am only five foot five, so yeah, you could be a problem. Mini person. You asked the question. I delivered you the answer. Thank you. You're welcome. So United States provide provided perhaps the early season's most surprising result, dominating for much of its contest against Denmark bringing themselves to a 9-5 to victory at the Sochi Games for curling. Curling. It's awesome. When are we going? When are we doing it? I don't know. i got to really lean on Eric Hansen and get, get something set up. Maybe we can broadcast from there from my phone and really do the manly way to curl. At least get some tape, get, get something on something it. Something anyway. on it. I was watching a little of that in the bar the other night, and uh, I want to do it. I, don't, I think I want to be the guy to actually roll it down. You don't want to be the sweeper? I don't think so. Now, this is interesting. Do you know that they wear two different shoes? 
the shoes are not set up for one foot or the other. You can switch them. So a left foot is not a left foot. They're both the same foot. Okay. And then one shoe has grip and the other shoe has a slider. So when you watch them, the people doing the sweeping, the back foot, if it's, let's say, you're facing the, uh, the stone and you're heading to your right, your left foot is the pusher foot. Pushing off. And that has the grip on the ice, and then your right foot has the slider. And then if you happen to be sweeping on the other side, you switch shoes with yourself so that you can sweep on the other side. Okay, good. Interesting. Good. Hey, let's take a peek into the aging room and see what old Fod Freddy has to say about whatever he's going to say. Hopefully not midgets. We can't handle any more of this. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, fireworks of any kind are very hard to come by because they have been outlawed almost everywhere. In my day, you could buy a kit at your local store to build your own exploding red rocket. Nowadays, the kids all want to jump on their little rice rocket motorcycles and rip wheelies up and down the road. In my day, we would buy new Italian motorcycles and chop them out. There is no greater joy than a hot chick saying yes to riding bitch on your hog. (laughs) Nowadays, people dream about one day taking a vacation on the moon. In my day, I would say to the Mrs. Dear, I hope the vacation in Uranus because it's way cooler than the moon. We were red rocket shooting hot hog riders that dreamed of Uranus. Sometimes True story. aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging rum cigars <laughs> from boutique blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Surely there must be something of great enough value in Uranus for us to take the voyage together. How do you come up with them? I don't know. You don't run out of them and keep keep them coming. How do you do it? How can you irritate me over and over and over? <laughs> I think over? that is the key. Yeah. You genuinely hate the segment, and you it is the bane of your very existence. And this and is I, why I'm so good at it. I figure eventually there's going to be none left, and it's you know, or you'll do the same type of thing, but you just never run out. I think Dave's vision for it was like you know, in my day we used to walk 20 miles to school up and down a hill. Yeah, you know, yeah, uphill both it's ways. It's turned into <laughs> red, red rockets, rockets and, and riding bitch on a camel hog. toe, and it's bad. It's bad. Um, all right, let's get to a little. It's insane, dude. Uh, I'm liking this. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, yeah this is um, Maduro, but it's not strong. It's on the milder side. Very, very good draw, given that it's box-pressed and small. A thinner cigar would typically be restricted, and you box-press a thinner cigar, you'd have real problems. Very, very good. This is Recluse Cigars. It's uh, made in the Dominican Republic, and uh, I'm going there in about 10 days. I'll be there You're in insane, about 10 dude. days. Blackstrap molasses is what this cigar is Ooh. all about. It is blackstrap molasses all day, every day. That's good. It's good. Do you guys have a uh, an order? Favorite? One, two, three? I'll go there first if you want. All right. I like the um, uh, the Perla de Mar as number one. I really, really enjoy that. I'm going to put Recluse at number two. And the – what was this one here? That is the originals. Jay Fuego. Jay the Corojo Fuego. number one. Thank you. At number th- – close 
tie for second, but it slightly gets the edge for third place. But that's my order, favorite two. And, uh, and I will take that in third place also, only because it be, at the beginning of it, I loved it so much, and it started building up on strength, and I actually put it down. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, this is really getting heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I had another cigar to go right after. So, yeah, uh, I agree with that. You know, I'm a, I'm a milder guy, so Perla Del Mar um, is right in my wheelhouse as far as taste goes. Uh, I'm liking this, and I'm getting way down to the end. Yep. It's not biting me back, so I like it. Well, I'm going to say that I, uh, I'm i pretty close to what Chuck was saying, although I really, even though it is stronger and I tend to lean toward milder stuff, I really enjoy the uh, Jesus Fuego originals. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. I like all three. Yeah, yeah. they're good. I they're all great. I, don't I think mean, I come on. Them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, no. Good, good job on all of these. Um, and we're going to say goodbye to this lighter because we have a winner of this Porsche lighter. And uh, we're going to give you a quick update. Uh, Mr. Jonathan's going to show you the proper way to refill not only this lighter, but every lighter. This has a little window on it so we can see uh, that it's getting kind of low on fuel. And we have to make sure we fill it to the very top when we send it to him so that it's all filled up and re- yep. gassed up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I have a little uh, can of uh, Lotus butane gas here. Uh, what's the proper way to... Well, um, there's a there's a couple of... things you want to think about when you're emptying a lighter and you're getting ready to refill it. In this case, we've got a little window, and because we've lit six cigars with it now, uh, we're getting down on fuel. So what I need is something that you can press the, uh, the little valve down. You want to bleed this out. He's using a pen. There we you go. You can hear it. Yeah. Now, he has it completely tipped upside down. I've got it so that the, the vent is up. Yeah. The same way you'd fill it, and I'm pressing down. Now, one of the best ways to fill a lighter, once you've bled it out, because remember, inside this can of butane, all cans of butane, it's about 75% fuel, but there's 25% propellant in here. And the propellant ends up building up in your lighter, and it propellant doesn't burn. There's no combustion on propellant. So the ideal way to suck the fluid out of this can and into the lighter, believe it or not, is put your lighter in the freezer for one to two minutes. Really? Because when you get the lighter to be super cold, yeah. the fuel, as it turns from liquid to a gas and back to a liquid, that exchange creates an immense amount of coldness. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll only allow so much to get inside a warm lighter. It, the, the lighter causes that fuel to not liquefy and expand. If you can get this lighter cold, the fuel gets sucked right in, boom, and you're ready to go, which I didn't do that. But Now, when he pushed down on that valve down and he let... You you're, seem like you're emptying out the, the gas out of the lighter. You are not emptying out the gas if you're holding it that way. Only thing that's getting released out of it is the propellant right. that's in it. So it's not like you're dumping the fuel every time and you say, oh, I don't want to get rid of the fuel. I kind of filled it up before. No, the only thing that's going to be released is the propellant that's Because in propellant it. sits on the top. So if I were to take this butane can and leave it like this, I could empty out propellant. And then the can wouldn't work anymore, and you'd be able to shake it and still hear lots and lots of fuel in but there. But you wouldn't be able to – But you wouldn't be able to make the fuel out. come out because the fuel is going to sit at the bottom. Right. And this is why when you flip it up, when you flip it upside down, that's what ends up happening. The fuel sinks to the bottom. The propellant goes to the top. And pushes but it because down. it's such a violent release, there's a little vortex tunnel that gets created inside. If this was clear, you'd be able to see it. As it goes down, some of that propellant through that little vortex, especially as the can gets more empty mm. – ends up pushing propellant into your lighter. So new can of butane, you only have to purge your lighter maybe every fifth time. But as you're getting down in the butane, more and more propellant is going to sneak into your lighter. 
So you get with an older can of butane, you want to purge every time. But a new can, do it every fifth or so. Good stuff. Now I'm going to even go as far as to say premium butane. Premium butane is going to have less propellant in it, and the, and the butane itself is going to be cleaner. Mm. So if you're using a soft flame, a regular flame lighter, not a jet flame lighter, you can use that, we'll call it dirty fuel, that's not as clean and pure, and it's not going to have any effect. But when you're using a lighter like this, yeah. because it's a jet flame and that little um, jet hole that's in here is so small, dirty fuel will end up blocking that hole, and your lighter's going to act it's, up. And it's dirty spit. because this is a petroleum-based product. If you don't filter out the little droplets of oil in that propane, uh, propane, now in this, but is it propane? Butane. In the butane, those little droplets will clog up your lighter, especially you keep the lighter in your pocket. Those little droplets collect the lint that's in your pocket, and then it gets all gummed up, and it's a real pain in the neck to clean out those little tiny jets. So we're going to make sure we empty it out, we refill it up, we clean it all good because we used it six times already, and uh, send it to Everett. Everett. And um, he'll get it. It'll be in perfect working condition. And we just say um, take care of it. And uh, usually when somebody has a bad lighter, it is an error by the user yeah. not taking care of his lighter properly. People will bring it into our store and say, this lighter's not working. We mess around with it for a couple minutes. We give it to them back. It's perfect. And they say, well, it always works when you guys do it, but it doesn't work when I do it. That's because they throw it in their pocket with the lint. They're putting... Um, What's a cheap name of a fuel? Uh, Ronson, for instance. Well, and that's when you look at your fuel, all the premium guys have a seal in the top of the can. So it almost doesn't matter what the – in this case, we're using Lotus. But uh, this could be any can with any, anybody's writing on it. If the seal in the can is at the top, that's premium. Yeah. If it's down the side, that's the cheap stuff you want to stay away from. Yeah, and anybody can write premium on their can. You know what I mean? Yeah, this isn't the uh, controlled by the F. Well, even if it was controlled by the FDA, you can pretty much yeah, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter anyway. So uh, let's take a peek into the asylum, if you would, and we'll see what craziness is happening in the world today. It's pretty crazy this week. Yeah? They're coming to take me away. I remember because I did it yesterday. To take me away, ho, ho, Way to get ready. Uh, well in advance because, you know, I wasn't going to be here. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right, that's Asylum. A prisoner in jail receives a letter from his wife. Dear husband... I've decided to plant some lettuce in the back garden. When is the best time to plant them? The prisoner, knowing that the prison guards read all mail, replied in a letter. Dear wife, whatever you do, do not touch the back garden. That is where I hid all of the money. A week or so later, he received another letter from his wife. Dear husband, you wouldn't believe what happened. Some men came with shovels to the house and dug up all the back garden. The prisoner wrote another letter back. Dear wife, now is the best time to plant the lettuce. That's insane. That's <laughs> awesome. Asylum. Brought to you by <laughs> Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. 
Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away. True story? Of course. They're all true stories. That's awesome. That is good. How do you get somebody to do the work for you? Exactly. Tell them there's money under there. Yeah. See, I didn't get it at first. I produced that when you sent me the raw radio. And I thought it was like a spite to his wife that the money was there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like he was spiting his wife. And then when I uh, heard it again, I'm like, oh, he had to do the work. They dug it up for him. Yeah. Awesome. Good. That is awesome. Uh, I want to go over something about the birthday cigars real quick because okay. probably 60 people in the last week since we sent out the postcard about happy birthday cigars have come in thinking that the postcard is a voucher for a free cigar. It was the announcement of the launch of the greatest cigar thing to happen in the world of cigars in a long time. Ever. And that is celebrating your birthday at your local tobacconist. In this case, Two Guys Smoke Shop. There's 30 or 40 yeah. other, other retailers out there right now Doing the same it. thing. Doing the so same thing. So you go into the shop on your birthday with your license, and you show your license today is my birthday. You don't need the card. That's just to remind it you. It is just to them. remind you that they pro- or le- announced the program has been launched. Yep. People were not reading the card and not understanding it. It's a trick right there. You actually got to read it. It's a cut and light thing. We value our customers so much, we would be so honored if they spent their birthday with us, yeah. even for one hour, we would give them a cigar to spend that time because it's their birthday. That is what the birthday cigar is all about. And it's a great cigar, by the way. It is a great cigar. We smoked it here on the show. Very, very good. Actually, better than I thought it was going to be. Imagine a cigar that tastes just like birthday cake. Terrific. Yellow birthday cake. Exactly. It was white cake, but with the uh, confetti frosting. in it and, and frosting. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> This is, this is what the, the whole thing is. So I had a customer, the only horror story that I had to deal with. The guy comes in and shows me his birthday, shows me his license. So I get the cigar. I open it up. I cut it for him, and I start to light it. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you have to light it now? And I said, well, yeah, if you read the card, I'll, i got to light it because yeah. this is the boss's program, and he wants us to do it this way. So, yeah, i got to light it. You don't have to smoke it here if you can't stay or whatever. I understand. So I put the cigar in his mouth, and I light it, and... He's all confused, and he looks down at the card and reads it. Then his head goes down, and he goes, could I, could I have the tube? Sure. So I give him the tube. He takes a cigar, takes a couple of puffs, sticks the cigar in the tube, caps it, and You're says, kidding me. I'm on my way somewhere. Is this going to ruin the cigar that it's in the tube? And I go, yeah, probably. It's probably ruined now. It's still lit in a glass tube. It's smoking. It's not going to taste good when you go to light it. Glass, uh, glass is going to break any second. Yeah, now. I got to go. I, I got to go. And he, and he left. So the whole uh, point is to come on your birthday, right? Correct me if I'm put, wrong. Put some time aside so you can enjoy something on your birthday. What did we learn on today's and show? We'll pay for it. Larry David, what did he teach us? It's relaxing. Yes. It's contemplative. Right? It's com- it's exactly. <laughs> can't say it. No. <laughs> I can't. Contemplative. There we go. <laughs> but the point is you, you come in the store, you sit down. You bring your buddies. You get your free cigar for your birthday. You, you, you enjoy it. Enjoy the company. That's what it's about. And the thing that bothers you me don't the chew most and screw. is yeah. that it is a free cigar and it is a gift. And people, because we've become this type of world where, and I'm guilty of it myself, every little thing that I can put on Facebook, I put on Facebook or I tweet it or I Instagram it or I pin it, All your entire life is just instant gratification. Yeah. Nobody is taking the time to slow down. 
and this is the genius of the whole program, is mm. on your birthday to take that hour and not let anything else bug you and you, come you in see, and enjoy. Do you see the, on the opening ceremony of the Olympics, the Olympians were not enjoying the moment, but they actually had their phones out. And yeah. They were tweeting and they were videotaping as they were going. Put the phone away and suck it in. This is for you, not for you to record for people. It's being broadcast on national television. I think you can probably get a copy of the whole thing. Everybody was doing it and put it away and suck it in. They took us um, for a private thing of um, the Senate that I went on to the other night. I went to the Senate uh, private where people don't go. And I stood up there where where they do the... um, State of the Union State of the whatever, Union address. Yeah. I stood right there. I, I stood with a house leader who hits the gavel, and they took our cell phones away from us because so, no pictures were allowed to be taken where they were going to take us into and all this stuff. And I'm glad they did it because I would have taken these pictures, and I would have. Oh, t- yeah. it would have been everybody going up and saying, oh, take a picture of me standing here and doing what this. Instead, the guy that took us around, which is a former senator, took us around and taught us the history of what happened here, and we all paid attention and listened and sucked it in, and it was very, very enjoyable time that we had because our phones were away from us, and we weren't going to do what we were tempted to do. We weren't allowed to do it, and it was very, very enjoyable. Mm. So, you know, live for the moment of, of what it is, and, and you know, listen, I, I try to put something out there on Facebook every day myself and uh, get something out there, but some of these things, I mean, suck it up and enjoy it. These Olympians, imagine just before they're going to cross the finish line, pulling out their cell phone. It'll and be thinking, there at some yeah, point. It'll oh be there. God, it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, three great cigars today. Perla Del Mar. The P. Uh, Jay Fuego. The Originals. Corona and, number one. And this? The Petit Corona, which was the Recluse Box Press Maduro. Right down, fingers are burning here. Yeah, very good. Right down to the end, very good. We called the show at the beginning Good Cigars Under $5. I think we should maybe call it The Best Cigars Under $5. <laughs> These things are everyone, winners. Are very everyone good. good. Winners. Everyone was good. So uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money to have a great cigar. Spend some time for yourself, some valuable stuff. Put the cell phone away and sit back and enjoy yourself for one hour. Contemplative. Uh, Rudy asked if uh, there was a way because he can't join the texting program because he's in Canada, although he can text me. I don't know why he can't do the program, but for whatever reason, it doesn't cross state borders. Uh, So jump in on the email list, which pops up every once in a while when you come on the Cigar Authority, and we're going to start doing some cross-promotions with emails as well. All right, next week, Washington's birthday, the father of our country. We'll smoke some Dominican puros because that has nothing to do with anything, but I will prepare for my trip to the Dominican Republic the following week. So uh, we'll have government updates and uh, some hopefully good cigar news. So as always, take a moment for yourself, enjoy a great cigar, and thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're not blowing your nose on the Cigar Authority (laughs) and you're smoking your recluse box press Petit Corona... Keep the lid end out of your mouth. Bye, everybody.
Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices. 